Listener Production. Welcome to The Brief. It's Thursday, the 23rd of March, 2023, and for the first time ever on Rusty's Garage, the Supercars champion and Bathurst winner is going to join us. Hi everybody, Greg Rust with you. Little backstory before we get going. Shane Van Gisbergen and I actually had a conversation, I reckon it was Pukekohe prior to the pandemic, about coming on one day as a guest for one of our regular long-form chats. You can still get those, incidentally. We are releasing those fortnightly now. Damon Hill, the 1996 F1 world champion, drops in the days ahead, so keep an eye out for that. SVG said to me in that conversation at Pookie that a full podcast chat is something that he'd kind of prefer for later in life, when he's ticked the boxes and driven all the things that he wants to in his career, and I respected that. I never asked again. With the addition of our new short cast that focuses on things happening right now in the world of motorsport, I thought we'd try and get him on again. But the intent was to do that at some point during the season. We actually asked the team prior to Newcastle if he would be up for it and that we would discuss all sorts of things, Richie Stanaway, for example, and more. I want to honour that promise. So this is going to be a rounded conversation, not just turn into something that focuses on the negatives of round one. We will get to those headlines in part and see how he feels now that some time has passed. I can't stop the news cycle. My hope is that journos listening won't just rip a clickbait headline out of this and instead that we all listen to this with a sense of balance that you know that I am big on. For the record, if Mark Scaife came on, and he has been a great guest of ours once before, or if Supercars CEO Shane Howard joined us, for example, I would approach this chat in a similar way where we covered all sorts of topics and the issue or issues du jour as well, and in a manner where all parties felt comfortable to speak with a sense of fairness. I am not into current affairs show style hatchet jobs. So I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy it in full as it's intended, and maybe you'll walk away, just maybe, with a different take on Shane and understand how this champion of the sport ticks and appreciate that. We will get that longer chat with him one day. Shane, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm going good. How's yourself? Fantastic. Hey, you and Max Verstappen have done some sim racing together. You guys get on pretty well. Will you get to catch up at the GP and maybe spend a little bit of time in the, the Red Bull F1 garage? Yeah. Yeah, we had a race uh, last night and he and he smoked me. But, um, yeah, we'll try and catch up. <laughs> try and catch up during the week. I think um, he's been pretty sick, actually. He struggled through, through last week. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he's better and look forward to um, seeing how he goes this week. What were you racing? Where were you? Come on. Uh, There's a race on this weekend, um, Sebring, 12 hours. So, um, yeah, we were playing around in a Ferrari GT3. Mega. All right. When you get those kind of opportunities to to go to the F1 um, garage, for example, do you get the chance to like really sink your racer teeth into things? I know you love all that stuff, right? Is it more of an appearance thing or do you get to see some cool stuff behind the scenes that you really enjoy? No, seeing behind the garage and behind the walls even like seeing all the tech that goes on like all the stuff they do with the floors they have all the floors back there and all the sensors in the cars like it's unbelievable the technical side of things like it's another level what those guys do it's really really cool and then yeah just seeing the cars up close all the stuff you don't see on tv the little intricate details on the wings the aero and all those little details you can't quite pick out it's 
really cool to see. And, and then, you know, when you go down the back of pit lane, it's like, I guess any racing, you see the difference in the quality of teams, you know, like they have all their front wings out on show and the top teams don't, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's pretty cool to see the difference. Do you like those new spec or newer generation cars in Formula One, or are you kind of more of a fan of the old school uh, V10s and so on? Yeah, definitely. The engines were a backward step in the last couple of years, uh, or 2014, I think they came in. But I think that this generation of cars definitely made the racing a bit better, although there is still the top two or three teams well ahead of everyone. I um, Yeah, I do think... It is a lot better than the early 2000s, you know, when people were dominating and winning by a lot. I still think it's reasonably competitive, although Max seems to be a step above this year. Yep, that car is is quick and he's in um, in good form too. I hope he's right from a, yep. a health point of view. Hey, does he pick your brains about, about supercars, the players, the cars and so on? Yeah, we were asking, he's asking a lot of questions about Newcastle and how it went and, you know, what the new car's like and stuff like that, so... It's pretty cool. Um, pretty cool um, how he watches it all, and he just loves um, loves all the racing. Albert Park's really different to, to Newcastle, which you know they 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 modified the Albert Park layout significantly for last year's race. Do you do you like that um, new layout? And what sort of things should fans kind of keep an eye out for with the supercars races? Are we are we going to expect a resumption of that battle with Chazzy Mostert, for example? Yeah, it's it's another unknown. Like it's a completely different track, as you say. Um, we had a lot of tire dramas there last year on the soft tire and this year we're on the, um, super soft. So, um, it's got a brand new surface there and a lot of high speed corners and it really ate the tires and they were literally falling apart after three, four, five laps. So this year will be interesting to see if that still happens with this new car and not as much downforce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're on the super soft and the hard tire. It's the only time of year we race on the hard tire. So the speed difference between the two is going to be huge. So might make for good racing, we'll see. Or it might be like last year where everyone runs the soft until it falls apart and then puts the, the hard tyre on. So we'll see. Cool. How busy are those Gen 3 cars? The onboard looked hectic at times at round one. Is that kind of Newcastle-centric or, or will, will Melbourne be a bit similar? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what camera you were watching. <laughs> um, they, they don't feel like it. Okay. You know, you don't really have the bias. You can adjust quickly. And no roll bars, so you're not really okay. not really adjusting on the fly. What you got is what you got. So you're sort of just driving around, really, where last year's car, you'd really hustle it, and if it wasn't to your liking on some corners, you could tune it. So um, it's, it's a bit different. It's really an engineer's car, this one. It's quite a bit less of a driver's car because they really have to nail the setup. They really have to be onto it, and then you just drive to what grip you have and what balance you have. It's very hard to manipulate the car so i'm finding off track i have to be so much better and work so much closer with my engineer to make sure we get things right and i'm just trying to be the even though i am struggling to feel the car trying to be as good as i can with my feedback because whatever car he gives me in the race is what i'm stuck with Andrew Edwards has got some some great history in the sport, and you've talked recently about um, you know his input. Naturally, he was working with a you know pretty pretty well sorted a good car last year. As you rightly point out, this is about building up all that info, that understanding with this new beast. How is all that going? And are you kind of having late night convos as you remember things and think about things and so on? Yeah, so it's I think last year was really good to get to know him in a car that he was just tuning and refining. It was pretty awesome car to start with and well set up but this year you know we're starting from scratch so 
to already have that relationship, I think is a huge advantage. So the timing was very good last year, but um, yeah, like his, his prep uh, pre weekend and what he tells me or what info he gives me before we get on track. Like it's, um, it's really stepped up for me. Like I know, I know, um, you know, pretty much the plan we're going to take and what we're going to tune and, and how we're going to try and approach things with tires. And, you know, he keeps bugging me about what tires we're going to run <laughs> next week and stuff. And I don't really know, but um, yeah, like it, he's been really good for me. And it's just part of that experience. You know, you get to work with different people and they all have different um, ways of doing things. And I think coming from a small team like Brad Jones, he's been very resource resourceful with what he's had in the past. Not, not that they're a bad team. They have had some great results, but I think sometimes as a big team, um, you forget about the simple things sometimes, you know? So, um, yeah, some of those small details he's been really, really good at. Cool. Richie Stanaway looks like he's slotted in so well, Shane. How's he going? And, and how kind of pleased are you on a personal level to be a part of his kind of like second coming in supercars, if you will? Yeah. So I said, someone asked me this the other day and, um, it's, it's good and it's bad because we're putting in so much effort to Richie. Like there's two races this year. Um, so the championship's huge. We really have to make sure he's prepared, but it's probably only going to be a one-year deal. Like okay. um, if he does a good job, he's going to get a full-time drive, which he rightly deserves. Hmm. Um, so for us, we're putting in all this effort for these two races, then we're probably going to lose <laughs> him next year. Well, hopefully we lose him next year. You know, I really want to see him like the frame of mind he's in now and how, how much energy he has towards racing and how much he's enjoying it. I, I really want him to be back in, in full time and it seems like he does too. So yeah, hopefully we have some fun and um, just go racing and, and enjoy it. You know, cool. even though we don't talk much, it's, uh, <laughs> it should be, should be pretty good. Hopefully, as we say, do our talking on the track. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I hope he gets that opportunity that you, you talk about as well. Uh, do you find that you both like similar things in the car and will he get over back over to Aussie fairly regular you know regularly during the year maybe the GP perhaps will we see him yeah so he's been to our test days um came to Eastern Creek and then Queensland Raceway so that's great to get him um sorted in that I'm not sure if Boost is still trying to do wild cards it would be really handy for him to do a proper race I think um it's just extra miles in these cars but he is struggling a fair bit um with the electronic throttle and the single throttle body, they don't have a good response. So the left foot breakers are all struggling. I know Matt Payne's gone to right foot braking because the, the response is not very good in the cars. Um, it's the same for everyone, Ford and, and the Chev. But, um, yeah, Richie's struggling with his timing and being able to brake confidently. And I think, um, I think most people have migrated to right foot. So, yeah, we're trying to make things better for him. And I know the category is trying to make the – the engine's better as well. So, yeah, hopefully um, it improves for everyone and he can get more comfortable. We'll take a break here in Rusty's Garage. Stick around. We cover Newcastle and a whole lot more in just a few moments. Hey, been a couple of weeks to kind of process the events of, of Newcastle. How are you now, mate? And did you kind of, did you escape it all for a little while? I know there is a new dog, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the dog for a while, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a weird, weird weekend with a lot of, um, a lot of stuff come out of it. And um, obviously it turned out being very cool for me afterwards. Like I've never had so much support from, from friends, uh, you know, family and, and also, 
colleagues, like um, not just drivers and teams, but the media people as well. It's been amazing to hear what they've had to say because even the media has gone through what we have with the car and what they're allowed to say about it and how they're allowed to approach things. So it's been really cool to have the support. And obviously, um, you know, I had some messages with you too. Like I definitely could have handled uh, the after the race stuff better. Um, you know, like people like Chad and Jess there. They're awesome for our sport. You know, they have the right intentions, I guess, and right way of doing things. And, you know, when Jess asked me that question after the podium, like I didn't even listen to the question. Like I knew what I was going to say. Um, and, and it probably wasn't the right thing. You know, when I listened back to it, she asked the perfect question to ignore all the outside stuff and just talk about the racing. So anyway, I know I, I can be better, but um, yeah, I'm still pretty gutted about the, the way Scaife was with his comments. Like, um, he's someone who we've worked, you know, and given all the feedback with, with the, the Gen 3 car and stuff. And, um, yeah, like he knows what we're going on with and what we're struggling with with the car. And for him to say this stuff, he, he did. Like it was pretty, pretty average by him, I thought. Like, you know, um, he knows what we're going through. He knows how we're struggling with the car. And, yeah, just pretending like – pretending like it's all roses and the car's perfect on the first race is not right. Like the car needs so much more development and time and fundamentally underneath the car's awesome. It just needs time to be right. So I don't see why there's no, I don't see why there's a problem with being outward about that and um, telling people the story about what we need to fix and what we need to make better. Um, so yeah, trying to hide and pretend everything's rosy to me was not right. So yeah, it was a bit average what he said after, I thought. You respect him. I know that. And he's done some great things in, in the sport. Can you guys repair this? Is it, is it fixable? And, and will you sit down before Albert Park? Yeah, I guess so. It'll be interesting to see how they approach it. I had some interesting calls afterwards from people above him maybe. But, um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I just want to really focus on my driving. It'll be interesting to see what comes of it from, from their side. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to ignore it and focus on Grand Prix. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird time for a couple of days. I've never won a race and felt so down after a weekend or won both races, actually, on track. Um, so, yeah, it was a weird, weird time and I felt pretty average on Monday. But then, you know, I wrote that thing, posted it, and, um, yeah, it, it turned around pretty quick after that once I explained my side. Well done. Um you're a champion, and I'm a huge believer, mate, that champions have powers for good right. You've alluded to it a little bit there just a moment ago. Um, how would you how would you kind of like to move forward here with with the sport, with the you know the the, the greater executive, if you will, of the of the sport? Yeah, it's a hard one, and maybe to be honest, I am battling with myself. Um, you know, they asked asked last week to get some things together and what we should do to make the car better, and I basically just said, well go to nine months ago and there's all the comments, nothing has changed. Um, now they're sort of trying to change all these things. But on, on one hand, I want to help the series to get better. But on the other hand, I've got a championship now to race for. Like this is the car we've got. Now I've been put 150 points in the hole. I'm conflicted because I just want to race now and I'm, I'm pretty fired up to be perfect in the next few weeks and get those points back. But on the other hand, I want to I make the car better for, for everyone. You know, all the drivers are struggling with the same things. We're all saying the same comments, you know, because we have the same car. But um, 
yeah, so it's a hard one. But um, yeah, for me, I, I really would just want to come out of Melbourne and drive and do my best. But you know, it's it's um, hard to have the it's hard to be selfish and have everyone's best interests at heart at the same time. But you're a competitive human being, and I can sense that in your in your in your driving, mate. Hey, uh, overnight, um, the team unfortunately lost the the appeal over the race one disqualification for a little while. You were the first yep. winner in this in this new era. <laughs> what what's the kind of feeling yep. like internally on the decision, if you can talk about it at all? Yeah, so I read um, read the team statement and what Jamie sent to our our team last night, and you know they had to have a crack at it. And um, the way the statement read, they still feel like. It was approved, like the conversation happened and, you know, maybe the paperwork doesn't wasn't done right. I, I, I'm not sure. But um, for us, it's a shame we have to take it now, accept the decision. But still that feeling of that first race win, having a one-two after all the months of hard work for the team and the guys, like seeing how much it meant to everyone, I still have that feeling. Like it, it was amazing to come out there and just kill everyone on the first race. And uh, the icebox didn't do that. That was um, two drivers done well, but also the team giving us such a good car, good reliability and good setup on the first race. And um, I think that's the thing to focus on. Got to, you know, forget about the points and keep pushing forward. Like it's a long year. We can, we can make it back. Couple to finish, and I don't want this to um, to all be negative. I want some other positives here too. You had a fantastic summer back home. You did some sprint car racing, won a race there too. I got managed to spectate at a couple, which is awesome. Um, will you do perhaps a bit more of that? Maybe some rallying during the year, if if time permits. Yeah, so I probably won't do speedway again until the end of the year, but I, I love that. It was um, the team United Truck Parts team was. Um, it was really really cool to be part of. Just a good bunch of guys. Um, Brian and Sean running it and yeah we just turned up every week had a good time Um, the results got better and better but there was no pressure put on me we just went racing for fun and you know having beers in the pits afterwards and stuff like it was a just a really cool atmosphere I really enjoyed it Um, so yeah I'd love to do more Um, and then of course rally I, I was hooked on that last year I did did three rallies in New Zealand so I'm working hard to 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 do this year's Rally New Zealand series. Okay. I think there's three or four I can do and we're getting pretty close. So hopefully I have some some good news for that. And um, yeah, like New Ze- I want to do some in Australia too, but the, nothing beats the New Zealand roads. They're just, they're just epic. Awesome, mate. Awesome. So watch this space. We'll watch this closely. Can we finish, Shane, with a comment on, on legacy? Um, ironically, mate, everyone is talking about Newcastle. That's the crazy thing here. Many will argue that the... All the chat is good for the sport. I think as Russell Engel has pointed out, not all not all champions work the room, mate. Not all of them work the the media. They give back in other ways, right? And I've seen you I've seen you do that. I've spent spent a bit of time with your your family and seen the good people that they are. What kind of qualities do you hope listeners appreciate about you as a champion as we wrap this up and and, and ways they'll remember you long term, mate? Well, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, like I guess um, I guess obviously you want to be remembered for your, for your driving and racing. Like I, when I drive, I try and put, do everything I can, the best I can. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, we obviously have a lot of, um, for and against in this sport. Like, you know, you support your Chevs or you support your Fords or Holdens as it used to be. And there's a lot of, I guess, polarizing people in the sport. You support one or you support don't. There's, 
not many people who are in the middle in our sport, which is awesome. That um, creates rivalries. But I guess even for the people who don't support me, I guess hopefully they think I'm still, I still was or still am a good thing for the sport and they, they appreciate me being there. I don't care if they cheer against me, um, you know, as, as long as they think it's, um, it creates good racing and, and a good thing for the sport to have that healthy competition. And um, I know I push things to the edge sometimes, but I love to, you know, I love to push my competitors as far as they can, but I want to be fair when I do it as well. Cool. I hope they appreciate you, Shane, for your conviction, your authenticity, for the diversity of your driving and the way that you go about it, mate, because you, um, as we've seen already with this brand new car, you go hard, mate, and that is something the fans will be able to savour, win and enjoy this year. Good luck at Albert Park. Good luck for the rest of the season. And we wait, hopefully, for some news on a few little other things around the edges that you might get to um, get to experience during the year. Thank you very much for coming on and for and for chatting to us. Cool. I appreciate you, mate. Cool shirt as well. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. Pickens, 200. SVG was in Queensland. I was at home for that recording. So although this is an audio medium, he was actually reacting to my Michael Pickens t-shirt. The Kiwi Speedway legend is coming on Rusty's Garage. We recorded that recently. It'll be released in the next month or so. So keep an eye out, an ear out for that. Coming up also, Aussie NASCAR crew chief, James Small. That's a ripper chat, not too far away. Quick thanks to Mitch McAvoy, the team's comms and partnership manager, for his help in teeing today's chat with Shane Van Gisbergen up. I love how Shane acknowledged Jess Yates and Chad Nalon from the Supercars coverage and how he can perhaps grow a bit as a champion. Respect, mate. And I genuinely hope he and Mark Scaife, I really hope they can work this out. I can appreciate how any business would want its frontline people to show positivity around a new product. That's natural, right? But as a champion, Shane, just like Mark, has earned the right to a view. And I've said elsewhere that it's my personal belief that competitors in any sport should be always able to speak freely. Fans expect that. Now to a moment where I eat a little humble pie. Oscar Piastri proved me wrong when I said on radio last weekend that it might take a while before this McLaren improves, if at all. Yes, the Saudi Arabian race mightn't reflect it, but getting through to the final period of qualifying to Q3 was seriously impressive and was a glimpse, a reminder of the immense talent that this young racer has. His home event in Melbourne is just over a week away now. From all of us at Rusty's Garage, Oscar, we wish you well. And to finish, a shout-out to those taking part in the Girls on Track event at Albert Park on the Thursday of race week. I think something like 600 applied. Not all of them could get through. Don't be disheartened if you missed out. The Motorsport Australia program is leading the way globally in this area and there will be lots of events throughout the year to keep an eye out for. To those lucky enough to get through, enjoy it. There's a tour of Alfa Romeo in there, for example, and a whole lot more. It's going to be a fantastic experience for you. Uh, You can find out more by going to the Motorsport Australia website. That is it for this edition of The Brief. We will catch you next time, everybody, for the next edition, in fact, of Rusty's Garage. (laughs) 